and welcome to the Style Suite Podcast. This is your host, Tessa Huff. I'm a trained baker of 15 years, cookbook author, food photographer, and mother to two small children. Thank you so much for listening and for being part of the Patreon subscribers for the month of October. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm especially excited to be recording today's podcast because it's our first one. There's lots of changes and new things going on this year, but this is one that I can be very grateful for. Speaking of grateful, this is being recorded just after Canadian Thanksgiving. It was a little bit different this year as to be expected, but still so much to be thankful for. I was able to celebrate with my small family and parents, and we still cooked up a full feast. I made my citrus cranberries that I make every year, plus some new additions like a fabulous caramelized apple galette for dessert, and a parsnip cake with a caramel drip. You guys, it's so good. I'll have to share it with you later. The best part of my job really is cooking for others and baking for my family. It all started that way anyhow. I started making cakes by baking for my roommates in college for the holidays and for birthdays. It's been difficult not to be able to bake for others as much right now, but I'm so excited about this new Style Suite community where we can bake and share and continue to grow together. This month's recipe is our apple cinnamon crunch cake. I hope you guys are enjoying it just as much as I do. It's frosted in my most favorite ever Swiss meringue buttercream. If you follow my website, Style Sweet, or have either of my books that are layered or icing on the cake, then you know just how much I love Swiss meringue buttercream. I talk about it all the time, and I've been frosting my cakes in it for years. It's just so silky and smooth. It's how you get those nice crisp top edges to your cakes. There's definitely some pros and cons, though. Pros. So silky, smooth. It's not overly sweet, but... It is a little bit trickier to master and does take a little bit more time. It uh, doesn't take color on as well either. So if you're looking for something quick, I understand why some people want to just make American buttercream. You just throw the butter and sugar in the bowl, let it mix up, whip it up. There you go. And I totally understand why you would want to use that. And I still use American buttercream from time to time. But in my opinion, it's just not... It's not as silky smooth, so it's a little bit trickier to ice cakes with, and it can be a little bit overly sweet. It's really hard to flavor it because if you want to add, say, raspberry jam or salted caramel to an American buttercream, you're just adding, you know, something that's kind of sugary to something else that's, well, kind of sugary. So Swiss meringue buttercream does actually take on flavor a little bit more, um, a little bit easier without being cloyingly sweet. Uh, Just like we did for our filling, we were able to add in that chopped up toffee to the filling and it was still very pleasant to eat. But um, I do understand that something like Swiss meringue buttercream has a lot more steps. Um, You're whipping up a meringue first, so it can be a little bit trickier to master. But I'm here today to answer your questions to make mastering Swiss meringue buttercream a little bit easier and a little bit faster. Let's launch into your questions this month. So our first question is, how do you get buttercream super smooth? Even when mixed correctly, I sometimes have air bubbles when I go to frost my cakes. Okay, this is a great question to launch a conversation all about temperature and consistency of Swiss meringue buttercream. Now, what is the perfect consistency? I always talk about it being silky smooth, but like, what does that really even mean? Well, 
This might sound a little weird, but you're looking for the same consistency as mayonnaise. I know, bear with me. I know talking about mayonnaise and cakes might not seem very appetizing, but that's what we're going for. You want it to be able to hold its shape when you go to pipe the Swiss meringue buttercream, but you also don't want it to be so soft and soupy that when you go to ice your cakes, it slips and slides right off. Um, and you also don't want it to be so thick either. And that's really... Uh, has to do a lot with temperature. So let's talk about temperature and how that all starts. Of course, we have egg whites that need to be cooked in some capacity. So with Swiss meringue buttercream, we are cooking our egg whites and sugar together on top of a pot of boiling water to create a double boiler. Now we're cooking up our eggs so they reach a safe temperature that we can eat and then we have to cool them down. So we're cooking them to a super high heat and then we are whipping them together to make the meringue. So as we whip those up, um, we are incorporating tons and tons of air to, to give volume and structure to our meringue, but we're also cooling off our egg mixture. And so we want to cool off that egg mixture until it goes back to room temperature. And you can check that by just touching the outside of your mixing bowl. Usually this takes about eight to 10 minutes. And you just wanna make sure that there's no es heat escaping from our meringue because not only does that mean that we probably haven't whipped it up to a strong enough meringue to make our buttercream, but if it's still warm, it's gonna start melting all that butter that we're gonna add. So butter, butter is the next step and that has to be the right temperature too. Um, and I always say room temperature butter, but what does room temperature even mean? Because, you know, my room is probably different than your room. But we want to start with softened butter. And softened butter means you can press a fingertip into your butter and it leaves an indentation after you remove your finger. But you don't want it to be in any way greasy or melty or squishy, or that means it's probably too warm or too soft. So when you go to add in your perfectly softened butter into your now room temperature meringue, they should be just about the same temperature. And then we make the most beautiful Swiss meringue buttercream. But let me talk about what happens when you don't have the right temperature. Now, before I really get to answering this question, I want to talk about what happens when you don't have the right temperature of butter or the right consistency for your buttercream. If you are trying to make Swiss meringue buttercream and it's ever turned out curdled once you add the butter, that's probably because your butter was just too cold. It probably wasn't pulled from the refrigerator soon enough, and so it didn't have enough time to soften on the counter. But that's okay. We can totally fix this, I promise. Usually, it just needs a little bit more time to mix and incorporate because we're trying to force together this meringue and then something very fatty, which is our butter, and you have to create an emulsion, and so sometimes that just takes a little bit more time. So before you toss out your curdled buttercream, just wait a minute. Just let it whip, 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 and most likely it will come together. And this might take a little bit of time, though, so... I say don't give up. Um, I'm really saying give it at least 5, 10, maybe even 15 minutes to come together. And it might look even worse before it looks better. But I promise most likely it'll turn out just fine. And you just got to give it some time. On the other hand, if you've ever tried to make a buttercream and it turns out soupy, um, that's probably because your butter was too soft or your meringue was a little bit too warm. And like I said, we have to whip up the egg whites and sugar after we heat them, whip, whip, whip to add in all of that air and then also to cool it down. So if it's still 
has heat escaping our meringue, it's going to melt that butter immediately. So we want to make sure that the meringue itself is room temperature, and then the butter isn't too soft or melted. Now, if that happens, again, don't give up. You can probably still save it. Now we just have to put it back in the refrigerator. So if you've added your softened butter and it's kind of soupy and you're like, there's no way this is going to frost a cake. I can't pipe this. It's too soft. Just pop the whole thing inside the mixing bowl and all into the refrigerator, but not for too long. Probably like 10 minutes. Check after 10 minutes. Bring it back out to room temperature and then mix it up again. And then hopefully now you're back to silky smooth. And this also works if you wanted to make your Swiss meringue buttercream in advance. So you can make it up perfectly at room temperature and then store it in your refrigerator. And once it goes into the refrigerator, obviously all that butter is going to turn back to a solid. So when you go to take it out of the refrigerator, you're like, how can I frost a cake with this like brick of buttercream? Well, now you just have to bring it back to room temperature. So let it sit on your countertop for, well, it might take a little while, actually. It might take a couple hours. And then just mix it up again and you should be back to our silky smooth mayonnaise consistency Swiss meringue buttercream. Well, now that we've learned a little bit more about temperature and the correct consistency of Swiss meringue buttercream, we can loop back around to answering that question. How come we still sometimes have little air bubbles when we go to frost our cakes? Well, we did whip it up a lot. We added a lot of air to the buttercream, but it was completely necessary. Um, we needed to add all that air for structure and to make the meringue itself. But sometimes too many air bubbles can get in the way of our smoothly frosted cakes. So what we want to do is finish making our buttercream start to finish. And then before icing the cake, you want to keep it in the mixing bowl and let the mixer run on low speed for just a couple minutes. And this on low speed with the paddle attachment, it just knocks out all of the unnecessary air bubbles, but keeps all that volume that we need for our Swiss meringue buttercream. The next couple questions have to do with decorating. The next question is, I love Swiss meringue buttercream, but sometimes it is hard for me to color it, especially when I want to get bold colors. Any tips you can share to color it? Well, let me tell you this first. Your observation is not wrong. Swiss meringue buttercream is much more difficult to color, especially compared to its counterparts like American buttercream, where a drop of food coloring goes a long way. It's just simply not the case with Swiss meringue. Unfortunately, um, you're just going to need a lot more food coloring if you really want those bold colors. Now, I can recommend gel-based food colorings. Those tend to work a lot better than a, a liquid food coloring. Um, I prefer brands like AmeriColor or Wilton. Even the Wilton Colorite system actually is very bold. Um, so actually take caution if you are using that because you can end up with some very, very vibrant colors. But sometimes that's what we want. So if you are insistent on getting a very bright color with your Swiss Marine Buttercream, you can just add, well, unfortunately, just add more food coloring. Um, you can also try natural food colorings like freeze-dried raspberry. Um, that gets some very pretty pinks. Or if you're trying to get black, you can always add a little bit of cocoa powder to kind of start off the process um, without getting too dark. Um, another trick you can try is heating up your Swiss meringue buttercream. Somehow that helps those colors become more vibrant. But as we just talked about, and our whole conversation about temperature and consistency, if you do heat it up, just make sure you bring it back to the correct consistency so you can mix it up and then still be able to pipe and frost on your cakes. Now, if you are going to try heating up the buttercream to add the color, 
maybe try just a small amount at first. Maybe not trying to melt your entire batch of buttercream to color red or whatever. But if you wanted just a small amount for some piping details or decorations on the side, just take a portion of it just to test it out. Scoop out about a cup or maybe even a half a cup, heat that up in the microwave, not to, we don't want it to be, you know, liquid or anything, but just a little bit softer than normal, and then add your food coloring and see if that works. One more thing about coloring buttercream is that the longer it sits out, sometimes those darker colors get even darker, especially if you are working with an American buttercream. If you do color those like a bright red or a dark green, over time, they tend to get a little bit darker, so maybe err on the side of being a little bit lighter than you want your final product to be. Our next decorating question is, I never seem to have enough buttercream for the finishing touches. It's stressful. Do you have any tricks for making sure you have enough for the planned decoration? Yes, I definitely plan out how much buttercream I have versus the size of cake I want to fill, frost, and decorate. And for this cake in particular, the apple cinnamon crunch cake, I provided you guys with the medium size recipe for Swiss meringue buttercream, which should yield about four and a half cups worth. And for this cake, it's a six inch three layer cake. So that's two layers of filling plus frosting and a little bit extra for our piped details. So... I like to do about three quarters of a cup of filling for each layer of filling for a six inch cake. So that's why we've set aside about one and a half cups reserved for that cinnamon, toffee, crunchy buttercream filling, which leaves us with what, three cups left? That should be plenty, especially with this design. It's a little bit more forgiving and doesn't require too much extra buttercream because we don't need a super, super thick layer. I guess it depends on how many layers and textures of color you want, but I've given us about one and a half to two cups of buttercream to play with for our textured watercolor design, which should be plenty for a six inch cake. Then we have about a half to a full cup left of buttercream for all the piping. Now I will say this, that if you are newer to cake decorating, you might need a little bit more buttercream than someone that's a little bit more advanced that can create something very smooth without as much. And when you go to pipe, just make sure you're conscious of how much um, pressure you're applying to your piping bag and how much buttercream is coming out. Um, so make sure you have a lighter hand on your piping bag if you feel like you might be running out, um, as opposed to just piping out all the buttercream that you have left, you know, on the first half of your cake. That being said, if you are still a little nervous about running out or you have um, big ideas for your decorations, say you want to cover the whole thing in buttercream flowers or you want to try out different decorating techniques, well, you can always make a larger batch of buttercream and it actually saves very, very well. Um, you should see my freezer. It's full of all different colors of extra buttercream that I've made for different projects. So if you do end up making more and you wanted to save it, um, you can put it in a little pocket of plastic wrap. That's what I do. I just get a piece of plastic wrap on my counter, plop my extra buttercream in the center and wrap it up like a pillow and then put it in the freezer. And so if you have lots of different cake decorating projects and different colors of buttercream, you can save them all up that way. And then you just have to bring those pockets of 
buttercream that are frozen into the refrigerator to thaw. And then, like I said earlier, all you have to do is take your thawed but chilled buttercream from the fridge, bring it back to room temperature, and then you can remix it and use it for your next project. Now, this question is specific to the design that we use for our October recipe. Um, can I do the same process as watercolor, but without using too many layers of buttercream? Of course you can. This decorating technique is all about textured watercolor, but it's up to you how many layers you want to do. So the more layers you add, the more texture and color you're going to get. But if you don't want to do that or not to have so many layers, well, just don't. You can do, you can just cover the whole cake um, in just a few different colors or a few different layers um, and then just smooth it out as much as you'd like. If you don't want it to be textured at all, just run that icing smoother around the whole cake and it'll smooth out. And then just skip the process um, of chilling in between and then you just won't get all those different textures. But a regularly smoothed out watercolor buttercream finish is equally beautiful. So if you don't want as many layers, no, you don't have to. What I love about this design, um, the textured version or the smoothed out watercolor version is that no one's cake will be the same as anybody else's. Even the cakes I make myself, I couldn't even make the same one twice, even if I tried. They're all going to be a little bit different and unique. And that is actually one of the reasons why I love this technique so much. I hope you guys are exploring your own creativity through this month's watercolor decorating technique. It was actually the smoothed out version that I used to teach in my in-person classes. You know, back when we used to do that sort of thing. So that's why I'm especially honored to take the textured version online to share with you guys in this month's Patreon. And if you guys liked this month's buttercream design, then I really think you're going to enjoy the design I have planned for you for November. So here's your sneak peek. November... It's a cake too, and there's some really nice piping and details on that cake that I think you guys are really going to love too. So thank you so much for being here and being part of our Patreon community for the month of October. Happy baking, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.